This is the black boy, what you gonna do out here on your own? This is the black boy, don't you know remember that don't want you grow? This is the black boy, what you gonna do when you time to get old? This is the black boy, this is a story that ain't never told. This is the black boy, what you gonna do out here on your own? This is the black boy, don't you know remember that don't want you grow? This is the black boy, what you gonna do? Okay, once again, Black Dis Disabled Men Talk, Leroy Otis, the Keith and Keith Jones. With the topic is from BLM to ADOS, what does it mean for Black Disabled Community? So like always, we're gonna go around and introduce ourselves Okay, so let's first start with Keith, then Otis, then me, then the last is um, Latif. Okay, Keith. What's going on, people? I am Keith Jones, um, CEO and President of Soul Touching Experiences, community activist, and soon-to-be political candidate. Mm. My name's Otis Mill. I'm currently a graphic designer, an artist, a comic book writer, as well as illustrator, and hope to be soon a political activist with I roll with my crew to give me that wisdom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm Leroy Moore from Berkeley, California. I'm a black disabled activist. Um, I'm also um, an author, um a political radical activist um a part of poor magazine and glad to be here latif hello i am latif mcleod and i am a poet writer and scholar i am a phd student in the anthropology and social change department at california institute of integral studies and i am also the lead committee chair of the international society of augmentative alternative communication i am also working on a poetry book that will come back next year okay so we're all here i want to thank latif for um putting up the Patreon page, and um, we should shout that out toward the end so people can go over there. So today, once again, the, the, um, the topic is from BLM to ABOS. Um, I want to thank Otis for doing the flyer for the um, talk. Thank you so much. So let's get into it. The first is, you know, talk about the good and the bad of BLM and ADOS. So let's start once again down the road with Keith and Otis and me and Latif. Okay, so the good part, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let me take this really out of that part, out of that section of the, mm. the answer. Um, the good part is generally anything that raises awareness around particular issues facing the black community 
is always good, particularly when you're talking about violence or the long residual post-traumatic stress of slavery. What is not, what is, what is disheartening and the reason we constantly have these discussions is that we are four black men and we are not integral to the discussion. Not, and I mean the euphemistic we. Black people with disabilities are secondary in, all, in both of those discussions. Even though our disability is seminal to, you know, you were born deformed, you were alligator bait. So I think the, 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 the positive is that they're bringing attention to the issue, but the drawback is they are not complete in, in addition and or adding us to the discussion. Okay, thank you, Keith. Otis, you're on. Uh, I don't have too many positive things to say. <laughs> Probably what Keith said, going back off what Keith said, it brings awareness. Now, that could be a good thing and a bad thing because you can bring so much awareness that people become desensitized to it. And then all you're doing is talking in circles. But again, I'm not trying to get caught up on the negative. So I'm going to stick with it brings awareness to our social plight. And I'm going to kick it to my boy. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I know you got more to say. Okay. So uh, myself and the key, um, I, I, you know, I go off uh, of keys and orders. Yes, it brings awareness. To our people, you know, from police brutality to um, our, you know, EDOs, ADOS people. Yes, it brings awareness. And um, yeah, I think that's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, especially police brutality, because I've been doing it since the 80s, so um, I don't need any more awareness. But anyway. <laughs> Black Lives Matter has been good in bringing awareness about police violence and murder against mostly black brown people in this country and also having an intersectional feminist and LGBTQIA framed analysis when it comes to the victims of police violence. What it does not have is a disability analysis. A major portion of people, black disabled men talk. Great. All right, so let's go. Oh, I'm sorry, the team. You're good. Okay. So let's go back down the road. Um, talk about, you know, what's um, bad about both of them. So it's seven seventeen now. We go until seven thirty. Okay. So Keith, well, I, bad is I, I don't know if bad is the, the term. Yeah. Um, that I would that, that I would subscribe because what the term that the, the term that I would subscribe is lazy. Is lazy. I would I would I would deem that you know you know any community activism people always get excited about. Um, you know, let's do this, let's do this, and then they rally, and then they build up steam, and then they get momentum. So everybody says, come to the rally. But the majority of people that are able to get to the rally are the people who can get to the rally. If you are stuck in your house, 
or you need an accommodation in order to attend the rally, you are not there. And so apparently the thing that makes me crazy is out of sight, out of mind. And so when, and when, when confronted with this, again, Leroy, Otis, Latif, all you know this, going back 20 years, if you're talking to any national major civil rights organization, they have zero disability policy. And particularly when it comes to Black Lives Matter or ADOS, they are lacking sufficiently in that area. Okay. Okay, so Otis, you're on. Well, to me, to focus on Black Lives Matter, one, I don't really think it's a Black organization because I believe what Marcus Garvey said, whoever funds the movement controls this direction. He ain't saying like that, but I'm summarizing what he said. And the person who fund Black Lives Matter is George Soros. You feel mm -hmm. me? So I can't really see Black Lives Matter functioning on an effective level beyond protesting, which really ain't doing nothing. It's us, all I said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. It's us repeating the same process. Well, something happened, we get pissed off, and then we create merchandise, and then we go out there and parade with the merchandise of the latest black victims, and after that, nothing else happens. You feel me? So I really don't care for Black Lives Matter. I mean, I'm not going to take the few good things they have done because I understand they have done fundraisers to bring water to places like Flint. And they have done fundraisers to help, to help raise funds for poor communities. I do understand that. But I feel like they also add to the counterproductive measures that Black people face. Like, I do not like this thing we got going on where we make merchandise out of the latest Black victims. Feel me, and then we profit off of that. Like to me, that's the huge sickness. And to me, it looks like Black Lives Matter is one of the main perpetuators of it. And then you gotta understand because oh. yeah. can I give you an in-depth analysis of the institution of white supremacy? They have to stay on the surface level. Like to me, the problem should not be focused on the individual cop. Because the individual cop ain't the only one that's responsible for our death. You got to look at the police union helping that individual cop. Then you got to look at the police chief. And then you got to look at the media. The media which perpetuate us as the perpetrator, although we're the victim, and then paint the cop as the good guy. Feel me? So the Black Lives Matter is like a lot of these organizations like the Black Hawkies and the NAACP. They can never give you an in-depth analysis because if they give you an in-depth analysis, then they're gonna have to address where they get their money from and their money source. You feel me? So to me, it's it's more surface level, and that's one of my biggest problems with it. It's more surface level. It's more reactionary and revolutionary, and it's more reactionary versus an actual critique of the system as a whole versus an individual situation that we're currently responding to. And when you know who funds it, then you understand why that is. Mm -hmm. Oh, Thank wait, you. one more thing, one more thing. There's a brother, um, I don't know if y'all heard about Darren Seals. Darren Seals, he, he was killed in 2016. He was a Ferguson activist and he called out a lot of what Black Lives Matter was doing. 
So I highly recommend you look up Darren Seals. Because he was calling a lot of the sly hand, sly handedness that was going on behind closed doors with Black Lives Matter looking more for publicity and looking more for the cameras, kind of like Al Sharpton do. Plus he's mm-hmm. trying to actually address the situation. So I highly recommend you look up the brother Darren Seals and see what he was talking about. Because he was lacing us with the game before he died. Mm. Thank you, Otis. So it's 722. I'm going to make mine quick. I think all of us are speaking what I want to say. You know, uh, so, you know, it's, it's almost like a repeat, you know, around Black Lives Matter for me. Um, I, like I said, been doing this since 80, what, 89, 88. So it's nothing new, it's not a new topic but they spin it like it's new. So um, that's one thing that um, I did not like. Um, also, you know, having um, connection with Sins and Ballads that tried to reach out for Black Lives Matter when it started and nothing came to that. And also Crip Hop did um, a movie in a CD, you know, on police brutality against people with disabilities and got no response to a lot of police brutality activism. So, you know, I I think um, Black Lives Matter is once again just um, another funding pool for um, the short-term activism. You know, um, they don't tackle, like, you know, my my issue is, like, you know, go after the income of the police mm. and make sure that the police, when we sue the police, it's coming from the police budget, not taxpayers. But they, they don't want to go that deep into it because of their funding, of their um, liberal kind of outlook. So I can go on and on, but I wanted Latif again here. It's 7.24. So Latif. What Black Lives Matter does not have is a disability analysis. A major portion of people that police murder have some sort of disability, so to be an advocacy group against state violence and not adequately address this issue or even attempt to organize within the black disability community is not acceptable at this point. With addressing Idaho's, American descendants of slaves. I hate that name, by the way. I see it as an incipient American nationalist, black patriarchal movement that we should avoid at all costs. Addo's main objective is to get members of the black community on board with the white nationalist agenda of being against people of color, especially those of African descent. Addo's uses reparations as a form of bait so black people will be more susceptible to their ulterior agenda. <laughs> they say they are for reparations, but as Talib Crowley explains in his article, Addo's is trash. 
they only want reparations for descendants of enslaved Africans that arrived to the territory of United States, which will definitely put further wedges in the African-American community. First of all, how will we determine who is Eddowes? White slavers used to trade our ancestors between the Caribbean and the United States all the time. Eddowes is just another form of American proto-fascist nationalism that is rising in this country, and we need to oppose it. Okay, so we have four minutes. I want to get you on Curtis because, you know, Curtis hit me up from the beginning, and I, I had to be honest that I was, um, you know, I was, oh, I, I fell for it. Um, adults in the beginning, and now, now I um, I woke up. So, um, Curtis, can you give us some background of adults and what what do you think about it? Is it Otis? Otis, I mean Otis. I'm sorry, Otis. Oh my bad. Um, yeah, I'm with John on this one. I don't agree with it. I think it's dumb, as he said. It's a fascist organization. Like I said, the problem with Black Lives Matter is that they don't address the issue as a whole, and they look at it from an individual situation. Adults do the same thing. When they look at white supremacy strictly within the American borders, like when I was looking at the videos of Antonio Moore, and he used the example of Nigerians, how Nigerians are able to claim a nationality and not African Americans. All right, cool. But Although they're claiming their nationality, although they have this title, what does that offer them? Do they, do they control their national resources? No. Let's go to Togo. Do they control their national resources? No. No matter what African country you go to, although they have a nationality claim, it does not give them any power whatsoever. So the only thing we are looking for is something to call us, call ourselves, and we have to understand Titles mean absolutely nothing in this system. You get me? And that's what mm -hmm. they don't seem to not understand, that there's no nationality in this world that white supremacy is bound to respect. On top of that, most of those nationalities that we compare ourselves to was created by colonial forces in the Belgium Conference. Or no, not Belgium, but Berlin Conference. The Berlin Conference, when you have Germany, you have all of Europe and America getting together to break up Africa and separate them based off their colonial borders. And they created these fictitious names for African people. So although we don't have a real nationality that we can cling to, neither do them. You feel me? So while we going mm -hmm. back and forth, we don't really understand that we're all in the same boat. And if you don't address white supremacy, Supremacy on a global scale, and you're not addressing nothing. Because although we deal with racism here, they deal with a form of colonialism or neo-colonial colonialism over there. And then they're dealing with Zionism. And then you go to India, they're dealing with the caste system. It's all the same thing. All they're doing is rebranding it. What makes them so effective, white people, so effective that they're global with it? While we're trying to be local, and we're just trying to stay within the confines of America, it will not work. White people have a base. They stay connected to Europe. They stay connected to Britain. They might be, they might cuss each other out, but as Dr. Francis Chris Wilson said, there's only one true enemy under the system of white supremacy, and that's all melanated people. Britain will join hands, hands with America 
um, America will join hands and hands with Germany. Germany will join hands and hands with any other European country, as long as for your benefit. Feel me? So this is what I don't understand about ADOS. And two, reparations and then what? Like you get the money and then what you gonna do? You can put it right back into the system that exploits you. What you gonna do? Buy stocks? Okay, so let's say you go buy stocks on Amazon for some dividends. Look at what Amazon doing. You, they don't even pay taxes for one. Two, one of their employees died on the floor and they told the staff to keep working. So when you invest in stocks, you're financing these companies to keep practicing these exploitative measures. So what you gonna do even if the government do give you this money? You gonna put it right back and give it right back to the system that exploits you. You feel me? So that's why I don't like Adolf. You know, I think it's highly short-sighted. I think they throwing out all the wisdom of Amos Wilson, not the French request Wilson, Dr. Johnny McCarthy, they throwing all of that out for a couple dollars. And it's going to trap us. It looks like it's going to benefit us in the, long, in the short run, but in the end, it's going to trap us because we're going to be more invested and we will have more belief in the system that exploit us than we do now. Because we feel like, well, at least we're getting something out of it. So let's keep doing it. That's why they create the black bourgeoisies. To separate the black people had nothing from the black people had something. So, and that's what Adolf's doing. They perpetuating that black bourgeoisie narrative. So I do not like it. But it's a, it's a, it's a whole lot, so. Okay, so I think we got one more minute. <laughs> Keith, you want to jump in? Cut off. Well, I'll just say this: any group, the reparations is is not even the discussion that should be had without the check in hand. I'm I'm a hardcore believer in forty acres and the mule, and I want my current value and my money. Now, in terms of the organization that is talking about reparations. They need to talk about reparations in terms of the historical historical context. They also need to talk about it in the political context. But money is not our issue. It is the system that continually perpetuates the ability for those who, who even those who look like us, to to cling to the to this this facade of the ability to be integrated into a community that has consistently said f off and if you're going to be black and be radical be black and be radical but don't at least be qualitative and quantitative in your analysis if you're talking about black descendants of slaves they beat us they raped us they sold us off they bred us like cattle if you're going to have that kind of discussion then what you say ADOS is that all black people who are going to be dependent upon the Democratic Party to be our logistical, our legal salvation or our, our, our way of getting policy in place in order for us to get reparations, then you need to be real. But I'm not, I'm not, not gonna, I'm not going to knock any movement that feels itself or is true. But if you're going to have this kind of discussion, you better be damn well rounded founded in principle, because if you're talking about it, are you going to get reparations from the Cherokee Nation, who also were slave owners? Are you going to get, are you, like, like what are you going to do? Like, who's not on the hit list? And, and if you're going to talk about all of that in Black Lives Matter, all four of us on any given day, if we are outside of our door, actually now, if you inside your door, <laughs> if, right, there's a high probability that breathing may stop and you will have no reason as to understanding why it happened. So 
it's not about just reparations. I think what we have never really talked about is the prostitution of social justice. Because some people can make a whole lot of money about appearing to be really connected to a mm -hmm. social justice issue. And when they come down mm -hmm. to it, every time I travel and I show up, you should never be shocked that a black disabled man is talking to you about police brutality or sexual mm -hmm. assault or, 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 or over incarceration or under education or over diagnosis or under, under representation. None of that should shock you. But the moment Leroy Keith, Otis, or Latif show up and you go, I didn't know you guys were coming. Your whole movement, to me, becomes invalid. Okay. With that, I think we're still going. I'm going to still go. I'm going to push it. So, Latif, take it away. You know, if we cut off, then we'll um, go to the 8 o'clock meeting. But, Latif? already spoke. Okay. About Addos. Okay. But I agree to that. these organizations Come with a better disability and Analysis. I already spoke about Addos, but I agree that these organizations have to come with a better disability analysis. Yep, I agree. 
And we got eight, we got eight minutes and 50 seconds, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go now. I think, um, yeah, I think I agree with everybody he's saying. And I also think that um, black movements in this country from the beginning have never ever um, respect black disabled people, although, as we can look at our ancestors, Black disabled people freed slaves and did a lot of work, you know, in this country. So I think all Black movements need to need that education, um, you know. And I, I agree with all of you around Eidos and Black Lives Matter to be up front. I was almost sold. Um, in Adolf's, you know, I was, I was drinking the juice until I really, really um, read the history and really read, you know, where they're coming from. So I'm, I'm glad to be um, on that other side. I'm glad to be more clear about um, my politics. But um, we we got seven minutes, so what yeah. do, what right. do you... well, Leroy, I, I want to because it's Black not, it's, Lives Matter has been good in bringing awareness about police violence and murder against mostly Black Brown people in this country, and also having an intersectional feminist and LGBT. What Black Lives Matter does not have is. Well, the one movement that I know included people with disabilities is the Black Power Movement, with Brad Lomax as a Black Panther. Mr. Lomax was the one who got the Black Panthers involved with the 504 demonstrations in the 70s. The Black Panthers were one of the organizations that delivered food to the demonstrators and was one of the major reasons why the 504 demonstration in San Francisco lasted so long. So that is an example of cross-movement solidarity right there. Thank you, Keith. Yeah. And, and, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, it's your turn. Oh, and that... That is that's the that's that's the to use a very corny as expression, the be in my bonnet. It's um and, and just to, to pull back for a second, there's a real simple thing here. If you're doing social justice, you can't be picky about who you're gonna be cool with. Because if if if, if the social justice if I'm only doing social justice for Leroy, because Leroy cool with me. And Latif and Otis are having the similar issues, but I'm only focusing on Leroy. Then, then yes, I'm being effective for Leroy, but it, but as I said earlier, it undercuts the validity of the movement. If mm -hmm. I can't be a proud disabled black man and fight for social justice and not be aware of the LBGT community, mm -hmm. I cannot be a proud disabled black man and fight for social justice and I'd be wanting to have women have their, their voices heard. Like there, you cannot ask for justice and only do it part way. You either go all the way or stay your ass at home. Because in the end, whether, whether you agree with me, or whether, whether you like me or like my politics, 
But as I'm out there fighting and saying, every child deserves access to an education. Now, particularly black children need a better education because y'all keep trying to make us dumb. But then, but the whole point of, of social justice is justice. And if it's gonna be just us, then it ain't just this. So I'm not really into that. that that's why. That's why when I when we have the issues with, you know, as much as you're talking about NAACP and the Urban League and all of these a lot of stuff, you know, the Council of, of Indigenous People. The moment you mention disability, <laughs> paralysis and fear take place. The one thing that the one common denominator I would also suggest is, is that once if it's not centered in the disability community. Anything external, they are petrified of having mm -hmm. disability. And the word is called liability. Yeah. Because if yeah. they're liable, oh, Keith, we want you to come to the protest, but he fell out the wheelchair. Ain't got no insurance. <laughs> pick him up, pick him up, put him in the corner. He's good, he's good. Yeah. Guys, they just can't interrupt for just a minute. I think Latif brought the good thing. The Black Power Movement was never a nonprofit. I think that's one thing that cuts us to the bone. It's like all yeah. these movements come into a nonprofit sector, yeah. and that would kills it right there. And, and the Black Power Movement wasn't a nonprofit. Yes, they 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 helped with the disability protest. But they never became a nonprofit. So I just wanted to put that out there. Keep you can go on. We got oh. seen this. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I like you know, as if you stand back and look and I like in and, and Latif when you're doing social anthropology, you you know, you know, y'all y'all know this. And but what, what we have lacked is that when you talk about and I I'm I'm just gonna say it, we are that generation that the baton got dropped. So everything in terms of social justice, like the civil rights movement came along, the black power movement came along, we were coming up and nobody handed us the baton. And even when we tried to go get the baton to say, okay, we're gonna take it on, what people started to realize is that, hey, this generates revenue. And again, it is, you know, I, I ain't gonna lie, I used to call myself the grant whore. You hop from grant to grant to grant to grant to grant to grant to grant, to grant because you know, as much social justice, anybody who gets rich in social justice is not doing social justice. Yeah. Now, I'm just, I'm just, let's just be clear. I mean, if I can, you know, because if they, now if they got a way to make us get rich, then Leroy, Otis, and Latif, we all meet up in Vegas and we party. Yeah. But, but until that happens, because, you know, you see talking heads, like it's your prominent, you know, and again, the exposure comes between Who's the media darling? Who's attractive mm -hmm. on television? Who do we feel mm -hmm. is, is cool? Because Latif should be on there. Otis, should, you should be on there. Anytime they have these discussions about this national health crisis or death because you're black and they and they have nobody who is seven out of 10, seven, seven out of 10, seven out of 10. And none of us have been on TV. Oh. Yeah, less than a minute. So, what do you want to say? Closing. Get your head out of your behind and stop. <laughs> and if you go, if you go, look. If you gonna do it, do it. Don't, 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 
Like, because, yeah. you know, as much as we complain, there are lives attached to this. Like, people die. Yeah. People end up homeless. People get yeah. abused in, in centers. Yeah. People are not, you know, people don't have access mm -hmm. to basic necessities. So if you're really going to do it, be about it. But if you're going to play at it, then go play something else. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And don't put the cart before the horse. There you go. All right. So do... <laughs> Do do you feel that we need another meeting? Oh no, I'm good. Latif, what you think? Yeah, I'm good. All right, we're good. So once again, this is Black Disablement Talk, and we'll be back next year, 2020. I think this will be the last one of 2019. Peace out.